on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have Q and AF That's where uh, you submit the Qs and I give you the AFs uh, you can submit your questions to uh, email those in to askandy at andyforsella.com. Okay. Sometimes when you tune in, it will not be Q and AF. It will be CTI. CTI stands for Cruise the Internet. We put up topics on the screen here. We talk about what's going on with them. We break down the truth within the lies. We make fun of it a whole lot. And then we talk about the lesson. And then we talk about the solution. And so... CTI is more of like a macro lesson and solution. And then Q&A is, uh, Q&AF is more micro uh, problem solution. So for those of you guys that don't know, I had a podcast for a long time called the MFCEO Project. The purpose of the show was entrepreneurial success, personal development. It was the number one show for a long, long time until 2019 when we converted it over to Real AF. So most of my heart and soul is in how to make you better. I also happen to be a, a amateur slash professional comedian. That's how we uh, work this all together. So um, sometimes when you tune in, you will get real talk. Real talk is about a, a personal development speech, five to 20 minutes or so of me, quote unquote, ranting. Uh, it's going to hurt some of your feelings because you are too fucking soft. But the rest of you, you will take valuable shit away from it, okay? And then sometimes we have full length. I got a lot of full length shows coming up, a lot of guests coming in town to do this show, uh, some really cool ones this week and next week for sure. Uh, but that's the show, man. You know, we're here to make you better. We're here to uh, help point out the problems, but also provide the solutions and inspire you to be a higher level, higher performing, more successful, more fulfilled human being. Now, we have a fee for that. The fee is not monetary. Um, just tell someone. Tell someone about the show. I don't run ads on the show. I don't cut these ads in and try to trick you. Uh, we, we do this because we want the message to get out. And the only way the message gets out is for you to put the message out. So that's the fee when we say pay the fee. Fee means tell someone. All right. So what's up, dude? What's going on, man? Oh, nothing. Coming off a good weekend. Yeah. Got a good week coming up. Yeah. Killing shit. Yeah. Went to the fair. Yeah, dude, that was, that was, that was cool. I think that, that was that was the coolest thing I've done in a while. I've mm. never been anything like that. I just took a drink of this cherry lime. It's pretty good. Not bad. Yeah. Blueberry's still better. I like the I like the uh green. Yeah. Yeah, that whatever that we call that the one. Citrus. The citrus. Yeah. Citrus. But anyhow, yeah, dude. The fair was awesome, dude. Um, you know, I used to go to that fair every year. Mm -hmm. The Washington uh town and county fair, I believe is what they call it. Yeah. Um it was fucking awesome, dude. Uh it, it really you know, seeing everybody out, uh, seeing everybody get along. Um, the one thing I noticed that I took note and took home was the amount of like young men that were actually like men looking not, like young men. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. not just like, like, uh, remember those guys were sitting in the bleachers with us. Mm -hmm. We started joking around yeah, with yeah. them. <laughs> so, yeah. So we, so we were sitting at a tractor pool, which that was DJ's first tractor pool. Yeah. And yeah. so there were some things that I had to learn and questions that I had, you know, but, uh, no, man, those, those dudes were cool. Real cool. But like the point is, is like the media and society and culture and the internet is a completely different world. You know, I didn't see one motherfucker on their phone out there. No, no. That was another big thing. Like even with like, I mean, just talking about the men thing, right? Like the media, you listen to all that shit. It would have you thinking that one out of every two men are like these beta Starbucks drinking no, bro. dudes. These and dudes look like they bail fucking hay. Yeah, no shit. Like, like they, they got the cut off sleeves. Yeah, and they were fucking yoked. And boots. like, yeah, these dudes were kicking somebody's ass later. Yeah, but like, like they were friendly as fuck. <laughs> cool. And like, bro, they were no different than what what I was like when I was that age. You know what I'm saying? It gave me hope, bro, because like they make us look. Now I will say this: like a lot of the girls, like, listen, you guys don't got to show every inch of your body mm. to like attract men. In mm. fact, real men are not going to be attracted to that. You're you're not going to get far with that mentality, and and that was that was the that was the one critique. Like the the younger the younger men, I felt like okay, was, cool, yeah. yeah. And then I saw the younger women, bro, and I I I, I even asked Emily, I'm like, did did you dress like this when you were 
20. Right. You know, like it was, there was like, it was just too much. Mm -hmm. And I wish that, um, you know, women reel that back in a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Dude, it's funny because I actually just saw this video the other day too. It was like, it was a clip of like this dude. I guess he used like a VCR to record his like high school. But this was back in like 2003, right? And just like looking at how the kids looked, how the, you know, 15, yeah. 16 year olds dressed back then. Yeah. And then you look at the shit these kids are wearing nowadays. It's like, whoa. Yeah, but it wasn't, I, when I, I, I'm being, I'm being fair. This is a fair conversation. I didn't see them. I didn't see that with the men. No, I no. With the women. No. And <clears throat> it made me think like, it's unfortunate that younger girls believe that they have to, you know, ba wear nothing to get attention. That's like, what society tells them. Yeah, that. and I don't think that's, I think that's somewhere we need to get better at in society. Yeah. I'm not yeah. criticizing anybody. I understand people want to wear what they want and you have that right, but I'm just noting my observations, Yeah, you know? And um, it was definitely a thousand percent better than what I expected. Um, hmm. Just based off of the the way that, you know, Shit's been going. Yeah, bro. And, and then another <laughs> thing, too, like, you know, they shut us down. They kept us away from each other for so long. Like, you you almost start to buy into their world, like their little world here on this phone, as you know, reality. And, as reality. Didn't and see dude, one fucking mask. Bro, I didn't, didn't see. Didn't see fucking. Yeah, it was none completely of that shit. opposite. And I understand this is a small town fair, but it ain't that small. No. You know I mean, what I'm they saying? They got fucking floor rider there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> this, these are people that live within the realm of a, of a fucking pretty populous city yeah. you know um great people I, it made me want to move out there to be completely honest i might too um Same. no i'm being for real me no me too yeah and <laughs> I was uh talking to alex about it. i i for real if you guys are in i'll fucking do it yeah i love it bro. bro the people were so fucking nice all the people that came up to us super like, cool bro we were there for what three fucking seconds before we, it started we literally just <laughs> parked our car yeah just yeah. parked the cars yeah i mean dude it was but every single person that came up it wasn't like it was a very genuine conversation, very genuine, uh, appreciative of like the work that we do here in the community or the show that we do. Mm -hmm. um, it just felt fucking good, bro. And yeah. like, it felt good to get out amongst regular people. And I think it's important for all of us, you know, to really think about the, that the, the real world's not buying the shit that they're putting out, dude. No. Like this divisive shit. And I want to talk about this too for a minute because it's something that's on my mind. It's been on my mind since we went to the to the fair and basically and before that too. You know, <clears throat> I think people are very emotional. And I think people are very angry right now. And I think people are very like raw because dude, the shit we've been going through has been it's wrong. Yeah. But I think it's important also to recognize that a lot of the things that we are doing as as people and culture as individuals part of a culture are intentional tactics that have been released into society and promoted through the mainstream media to produce a result that makes it easier for them and them being the people that want to destroy America. And so, you know, I say this all the time and I'm usually highly emotional, but I'm not emotional about it right now. And I'd like to say it in a little calmer way so people understand what's happening. When you guys look at what the world is right now, you have to understand that, that where we are now is a result of things that happened 10, 20 years ago mm -hmm. on a cultural level. And our complacency to not realize it. For sure. And, and dude, you got to remember, those 20-year-old men that were sitting with us at the, at the tractor pool, those, those guys don't understand what I'm about to say. They've just grown up in this world, okay? But when I was 20, they started to do things. Um, you know, it used to be, you could say anything you want, have any opinion you want, and you were judged for that opinion, right, mm -hmm. in public. But then they introduced this idea of I'm offended, and they, they call it political correctness. Mm -hmm. Political correctness is a communist weapon. It's a weapon of the globalists. Self-censorship. To get people to self-censor and not tell the truth, okay? Because if they can make the truth offensive and shame you for speaking the truth, then they don't have any resistance to move forward with their agenda. And people have, people are so emotional and so frustrated that they don't stop to think, am I actually executing on their plan, right? By censoring myself. And there's examples of this other than just political correctness. Uh, silent majority. Silent majority is a label that was created by the media 
okay, to make people think there's virtue in being silent about your patriotism. Mm -hmm. Well, patriotism and freedom die in silence. Okay, so when we start to realize that by us taking pride in being a part of the silent majority, there's really no virtue in that. In fact, it's cowardice and it's helping them accelerate their plan to destroy the things that you love. Yeah. Okay, and... Like, bro, being American is supposed to be fucking obnoxious as shit. Yeah. You know what I'm like, saying? Hey, real f- wide and blue in your face, motherfucker. And, bro, and that's what it is. Yeah. These people at that fair, were they like that? Fuck, Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. America's still like that. Yeah. But they've convinced everybody that, oh, yeah. Like, dude, think about how many times you walk up to someone, you start having a conversation. They're like, yeah, but you can't really say that. Yeah, they won't let you say well, that. Who? Yeah. They've tricked us into censoring ourselves. Yeah. And then, you know, another aspect of this plan that they run is the cancel culture Mm -hmm. okay they weaponized cancel culture on twitter with fake bots all right elon musk just exposed this okay so it it, if you didn't go along with the narrative they fucking attacked you through these you know the 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 blue check marks and then their army of fucking minions Mm -hmm. would quote unquote cancel you and we all understand that doesn't work anymore. Now, now the 80%, 90% of common sense people have, have the power. But the problem is, is that people that are in the 80 and 90% are not recognizing that cancel culture is actually a tactic that they've introduced intentionally to keep division high yeah. within the community. Okay. Because if we have a cancel culture and we're constantly attacking each other for every little motherfucking thing, that prevents unity. Okay, and so what's happened now is some of these people on the right have now fucking realized, oh, shit, we got the power and they're behaving just like the people on the left Mm -hmm. and they're infighting and dividing amongst people in their core audience. And this is why the left continues to get their way and the right does not, Mm -hmm. because the left understands that we stick together no matter what. And the right instead, they adopt these tactics of political correctness. They play by the rules, mm-hmm. political correctness, um, offensive language, you know, not allowed, um, uh, silent majority. And now they're starting to cancel companies or cancel people that just they just don't like because they got a little, you know, whatever, taste of power on their social media. Guys, this is all counterproductive shit. OK, when you're fucking attacking someone who's within your own political or freedom alli- alignment. You're costing because you decide that you want to hurt someone. You're costing the lowest level person at that company their fucking job. Mm. The CEO is not going to fucking lose his job. No, he's going to be fine. The brand's going to be fine too. So when you do these things, you have to ask yourself, am I participating in what they want for me to participate in? Am I being a pawn of their place? Mm And until people start to understand that we should not be canceling people who are in our same political side, which is American and fucking pro-freedom, because they have disagreements with how one thing are done or that somebody fucked up. Dude, everybody out there is acting just like the left now. Like they're motherfucking perfect, bro. Go ahead. I was going to say, it's like in chess, you got bait moves. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's exactly what they want us to be doing. You know what I'm saying? Because they realize that, okay, we the, the right, quote unquote, was unaffected by any of the left shit. Hey, well, let's just get them to do it on themselves. That's it. Dude. And we <laughs> fell right into it. Yeah, we did. You know what I'm saying? So it's still a part of it. Like, we're, we're still helping them achieve what they want. Yeah, bro. And like, dude, you know, <laughs> piling on to people, like, bro, a lot of these people don't even know the whole story. They never ran a motherfucking business. You know how hard it is to run a fucking business? Like, bro, I've been canceled a hundred fucking times, bro. I don't give a fuck what you say about me. Mm-hmm. I, I take the lesson. I go, I fucking keep moving. I get it. But the point is, is that now we have these people canceling like smaller companies, mm-hmm. attacking the fuck out of it. And I want to know where they're going to draw the line and say, okay, well, you know, do, is American jobs being lost more important than, uh, you know, is like, where's the line? Like, is it okay for you because you're pissed at something to cost someone 
a fucking job or two or three or five. What's enough? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And bro, this America, this was never an American culture. This is never something we had in American culture. Yeah. Nobody here is perfect. Nobody here has fucking a clean closet. Mm-hmm. All you motherfuckers listening, every fucking single one of you motherfuckers listening has shit that you don't want nobody to know about. Mm-hmm. And when you pile on, when somebody else trips up and stumbles and you pile on, bro, your, your time's coming. Your turn's coming, bro. Your turn's coming. You know, it, it, it's interesting, man. Like, people just want to fucking hurt people in their... I don't know, bro. I think it's the same reason, bro, because you got you to think that like, they feel like they're unaffected by it. They have no real investment there. They don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not responsible for those jobs. They're not responsible for those families. So bro, most of these people them. that pile on to shit don't even understand the exact same situation of what's happening. And right. I'm not talking about any specific example. I'm talking about all of them. Just in general, yeah. Like, you participating in political correctness. You acknowledging pronouns. Mm-hmm. You uh, giving light to or saying you're part of the silent majority or you participating in cancel culture whether it's making videos trying to trash someone or whether it's piling on in the comments or whether it's sharing these are anti-american practices that have to stop if we're ever going to fix this country to what it could be and what it should be okay i'm fucking tired of the negativity bro i am tired of the negativity when, when we have these elite tyrants all over the world trying to take our fucking shit from us and we got people inside of America, inside freedom-loving America, attacking other small businesses or people that quite honestly have made way more good deposits than they have bad withdrawals. Mm-hmm. And by the way, sometimes I don't even like these motherfuckers that fucking get caught up in it. Right. But I have you have to step away and say, it's not about like. It's about... Am I being productive or am I being counterproductive to the healing and the unity of America and us reclaiming our fucking mission and our freedom here? And so you guys, when you think about being politically correct or you think about offending someone or you think about holding back or you think about not showing your wins because you're afraid of what they say or when you think about canceling someone or piling on or all this shit, you have to remember that when you do these things, you are a literal fucking pawn for what they're trying to accomplish. And if for no fucking other reason, you shouldn't do it. That's That's it. That's real. And so, dude, you know, you guys out there that don't understand this, start thinking about it before you react. Start thinking about it before you want to just fuck with someone. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, dude, not only is it the wrong thing to do, not only is it uh, not good karma, it's counterproductive to us getting this motherfucking country back. Yeah. And that's really all I fucking care about. Well, I mean, dude, I, I would say I, I feel like there's 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 a lot of a lot of Americans, bro, that are also equally frustrated like you with all the shit that they're seeing right now, too, bro. Because you got to think about it. Bro, like, when I see someone participate in can't you, bro, you never fucking see. No one. No one fucking throws rocks down, bro. Right. No right. one. No one gets jealous of fucking losers. No one cancels fucking losers. Mm-hmm. No, it's never the people. Of, of the people really doing shit, uh, talking shit on the people who don't do shit. <laughs> In fact, from what I observe and from what I've dedicated my life to, I'm actually reaching my hand down to people, and this ain't about me, but I'm just saying there's lots of people like me. Mm-hmm. I've reached my hand down to everybody to try and fucking lift them up with giving away free knowledge or you know trying to educate and, and doing things like this that I don't have to do. You know, to bring people along and... uh I don't know, man. It's just, I understand. Like, I'm starting to understand very, very clearly why people don't do things like I do them. Yeah. Like, I'm starting to understand. Like, like, more people, yeah. Like, bro, yeah. I'm friends with fucking a shit ton of really fucking wealthy people. Very wealthy. Okay? None of them are on the internet. Yeah. Or they might be on the internet anonymously. Yeah. Like, they have a car page. You don't know who the fuck they are. Right. Like, shit like that. These dudes, like, the richest dudes I know, they're not in You public. don't know. Yeah. yeah. Right. And there's a right. reason for it. Yeah. And and like, so dude, you know, like maybe you guys should start appreciating the people who are out there kind of showing you the way instead of trying to tear them the fuck down mm-hmm. because eventually there won't be anybody to tear down and those people will still be winning. Yeah. You just won't see it. You just won't know how. It's real shit, man. You know, so maybe start standing up for the things that are right. Maybe stop piling on to people. Maybe start defending people when people attack them. I'm just saying, 
And like, I'm not talking about myself either, bro. I don't fucking care, bro. You think I'd get on here and say all this shit if I really gave a fuck what people thought? I'm, I'm doing this out of a duty. But like, bro, not everybody has the voice or the platform to fucking respond to things like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And kind of see the wrinkle and try to correct it. Yeah, right? like, yeah. bro, there's a wrinkle in the culture, dude. And yeah. you guys are fucking participating in it unknowingly. Right. You're, this is, and I'm not attacking people. I'm, this, this whole little conversation on this is, is for you to examine yourself. Where am I participating in? What am I doing? How am I contributing to this? What should I do moving forward? You know, maybe next time someone gets fucking buried, maybe not pile on. Maybe say, hey, um, you know, everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. I made plenty of mistakes myself. Right. It's like, hey, that's cool, but how is this helping my grocery cart bill? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know man. what I'm saying? Like, and you have to realize, yeah. like, when you try to hurt these small businesses, you know, the, the people that ends up hurting are, are the fucking warehouse person who's packing orders, who's the brand newest guy mm -hmm. that now instead of them needing three or four, they need one right. because you decided you wanted to go on a rant for two days and look cool on the internet. Right. Now there's three motherfuckers that can't feed their fucking families. Right. Why don't you fucking think about it like that? Because I can promise you anybody that owns a business, that's exactly how they think about it. Yeah. And they're already getting fucked like, like the, you're essentially just helping the government because they're fucking the small businesses enough. <laughs> Dude, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Like people, like them passing, and we, this is Q&AF, but I'll talk about this. Them passing the new uh, bill they just passed yesterday or on Sunday mm -hmm. uh, with the 87,000 new agents and the IRS, and then uh, they actually are buying them ammo and weapons and things like that. Um, what you guys don't understand is that in that bill, there's a 15% fucking tax increase. Okay, most small businesses operate from a margin between 11 and 13% in net profit. If they put a 15% fucking tax increase on a small mom and pop business, that puts them out of business yeah. at this point in time. That's called a negative. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't make up that, that, that percentage. That, that bill is going to close more businesses than they fucking closed during COVID. And you guys have you guys are not understanding this. Yeah, this is for you're the about to ones see that's a, open. You're about yeah. to see a level of fucking communism in this country that you never thought would be possible because what they're doing is they're making it impossible for small By the way, I've been saying this for fucking years. I told you to stand up because you know, back when I started on Real AF, people were like, "Bro, you're a fucking entrepreneur. Stay to that. Talk about that." Well, now here we are. Mm -hmm. And now you're understanding why I decided to talk about this shit. Because here we are. They passed this new bill. They're, the smaller businesses are going to get fucking annihilated. And now you understand why I've been telling you you got to get fucking into it. Mm. Because what they've done now is they've created a scenario where it's almost impossible for small mom and pop type businesses to get it going. And they're pushing them out of business while at the same time they're acquiring the fucking massive companies at the top. Okay which leaves zero of the companies owned by actual American citizens with American interests. You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what they're, that's the whole point of what they just did. I'll bet you half the motherfuckers that voted for it. Don't even know that that's the fucking intention of what no. they're trying to do. No, the because fact, yeah. exactly zero of those people actually operate a business from the ground up. Right. Zero, zero motherfuckers that voted on it have built a business from the ground up. So what are we doing? Bro, they just, they just, they literally just like, they just put the fucking foundation of employment of people for the fucking social credit system, bro. I, I, that's, I'm aware. That's what that, that's what that is. Like I was doing some math before we got going. You add up the Americans and the amount of people they just hired, bro. That's enough people to where each one of those new IRS agents can monitor about 1,500 Americans, which is what's what, like that. Once you take out the old people and the young people, the actual functioning Americans that the social credit system would affect, that's, that's 1,500 people to every one person to, like, that they would have to monitor, which is extremely feasible, especially with the resources they have. You know what I'm saying? Like that bill just made the IRS bigger than the fucking FBI, the State Department, and Border, Control, uh, Border Patrol combined. Like it's, it's now bigger than all three of those agencies combined. Like it's insane. It's insane. It's insane. But yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, but you guys want to cancel other small businesses? Say, yeah, let's just keep out on. But let's let's ruin all <laughs> the other small businesses. Let's fucking let's let's ruin people's lives 
because we don't like the way they talk or we don't like what they have to say or we're jealous of them or they were mean to us. Mm -hmm. Let's ruin it. Like we don't have enough to fucking fight here. It's disgusting, bro. It's crazy shit, man. Well, anyway, what we got? We got some good ones, bro. This is uh, this, how do we get better. So here we go. Um, Andy, question number one. My business is in a great spot, okay? My employees are happy. My customers are happy. Business is good, and we are on track for our goals for this year. But there's a feeling inside like I'm missing something. So what are some things that you try to focus on in times when everything is going good? Well, look, they, they always say comparison is the thief of joy, right? Um, this is a time where you should be comparing yourself to someone much better than you. Mm. Okay. So what I like to do when I start to feel, and this sucks because it means you never really fucking enjoy when you're doing good, <laughs> but the goal here is to be productive, right? So you have to consciously understand that you are doing a great job and that also understand that you can do a better job. So when we are doing um, everything, I feel like, you know, is rowing, we're rowing the same direction. Everything's going good. Um, you know, what I try to do is look to see who's doing better. I try to look at companies outside of my realm of uh, our industry or what we do. And I look for those times uh, as times where I can put my mind into creative action on how to improve. Um, because it's very hard to put your mind in creative and creative action when you're trying to uh, solve in crisis mode or things aren't going well. Um, and then a lot of business owners, whenever they get in times of good times, they kind of take their focus, their, I call it, take their eye off the ball, okay? And if you take your eye off the ball, you're going to fucking miss the ball. So you can never take your eye off the ball, even in good times. And in those good times, I found that those are the most um, conducive times for me to create new ways for us to innovate and improve. Um, and, and also, you know, that goes for bad times too, bro. Like, like you learn more when things are wrong about ways to improve then you can, when things are going right, because the problem is very obvious. You're like staring at it. Like, there's the, the fucking hole. Right. Okay, we got to put some fucking- uh, There's water coming in right now. shit? The fucking- Fix, uh, We got to uh, put flex, flex seal on flex seal. it, all right? Yeah, put some flex seal on that That's motherfucker. That's a great product, actually. Okay, I don't know, you know, but I'm just saying like, you know, flex seal, cut me a check, yeah, right? <laughs> I know you motherfuckers been selling that shit. But like, dude, you know- um, the t the difference is the time when things are good, um, I think is a more fun, creative time. I think it's a, it's a, it's like you are like for me, I can only speak for myself, yeah. but I'm freer to think bigger when everybody's rowing well than when we're in chaotic time and like trying to like, you know what I'm saying? No, it makes sense. I mean, but, there, but dude, no pressure. like the worst yeah. thing you can do when things are going well is to think you got it licked, mm. like to think that you fucking got it made. Like, bro, when people say to me, congratulations on all your success, dude, what do I say back every fucking time? Not, I ain't did shit yet. Yeah, I said, <laughs> I, I, I said the exact same thing, bro. Yeah. You ain't paying attention. I said, dude, we got a long way to go. Yeah, yeah. Well, every yeah. fucking time. Because we do. Mm -hmm. And it ain't a lie. We got a long way to go. We got a lot of people to Just help. We got a lot of yeah. problems to solve. You know, we're, we're going to be an iconic fucking brand. We're going to help more people than any brand ever. Like, we haven't started, mm. you know, so we do have a long way to go. I'm not being like falsely humble when I say that. My goals are massive. My goal is to be bigger than fucking anybody that's ever fucking existed. Will I hit it or not? I don't know. Probably not, but I'm going to give it hell. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I think it's important. You know, you don't want to read the positive headlines. You don't want to read the negative headlines. You, you know, so when you recognize things are going well, use that as a time that you could create in a less stressful atmosphere as an entrepreneur. How do you communicate communicate that to the employees? Like, so like your employees feeling like everything is going good. They're feeling good. So there's right? a paradox of leadership there. Mm -hmm. Okay. When things are going bad um, and things like when things are going bad, it's your job to pull them up to, to level. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like they already know when things are bad, bro, everybody knows they're bad. And no no, nobody, <laughs> yeah. Like you coming in and yelling and screaming and shit, that's the, that's the most counterproductive shit you can do when things are bad hmm. because like it doesn't solve anything and it just further cements how bad shit is. And in fact, it can make people completely lose faith in the mission and believe that you can't accomplish the mission, which isn't true because you can't accomplish it. But when things are good, that's when you come in 
and you are a little harder on your team. You're a little mm. bit more of a stickler on the details. You know, mm. you expect a little more. Yeah, you're doing. Yeah, you're doing good, bro. But what about that fucking thing there? Right, right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So I call that the paradox of leadership. So when things are good, your job is to point out the things that could be better. When things are bad, your job is to uh, point out the things that are good and how we're going to get better. Mm. That's real. Yeah, I know. It's I know it is because it's fucking built a whole lot of shit. Yeah, you know. So like you guys who come in. And by the way, I used to be the guy who would come in and yell and scream when things were bad. Mm. I learned this because I fucked it up for a long time. Okay? So just take my word for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I was not a great leader for a long fucking time. I fucking grew into a decent leader and I have a long way to go before I become a great leader. All right? So learn. When things are bad, lift people up. When things are good, bring them back to center. That's the paradox of leadership. Super valuable. Love it. Love it. Andy, question number two. Uh, I've been an avid listener of your podcast since the MFCEO days. However, I can't. Well, you're going to be happy about the future then. <laughs> However, I can't figure out what business or avenue to pursue fully. Uh, it's as if I'm only consuming the information without any outlet to actually apply it. Do you have any advice for me on how to take the knowledge and apply it? Yeah, get off your fucking ass, bro. It's been eight years. Mm -hmm. You've been listening to me since fucking it's 2015. You still ain't picked something? Fucking pick something. I don't fucking care what it is, dude. You could be the motherfucking butterfly warrior. Like, bro, what are you into? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's enough people out there. There's enough people out there in the world that are into the shit you're into where you could monetize that. Mm. I use the I use butterflies as the fucking example for years and years and years because to me, butterflies aren't that exciting. Yeah. But there's probably people out there that their whole life is about butterflies. Okay? So let's just say you're into butterflies and you build a little blog or a social media. Bro, it's never been easier to do fucking anything. This is why I get so fucking frustrated because, dude, I had to go door to fucking door, knock up people's fucking windows and shit for years to even get it going. And you motherfuckers got this tool in front of your face seven hours a day and you're fucking still not doing it. So start some sort of social media channel dedicated to whatever the fuck it is. Let's just say it's butterflies, okay? And start putting out content that either educates entertains or impacts about butterflies, preferably all fucking three. All right. Build your audience, connect with other enthusiasts, and then figure out how to monetize, make butterfly blankets, make butterfly fucking stickers, make butterfly fucking hats. Do the fucking, sh I mean, bro, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, fuck, it's eight years, man. Get off the fucking bench and get in the game. Holy shit. You, if you listen to my shit for eight years and you still can't figure out something to do, bro, you probably should just get a fucking job. I'm just being real. Because entrepreneurship is only for 7 to 8% of the people. And out of those 7 to 8%, 1% is successful. So if you can't get off your ass and fucking get in the game, maybe you're not an entrepreneur. Which, by the way, that's okay too. But stop wasting your life trying to be one if you ain't one. Yeah. Be an entrepreneur. Get in with someone's organization that's already doing butterflies and contribute to the motherfucker. Help them out. Pour into the customers. Pour into the, uh, the mission. B bro, you'll create value there and you'll have a very successful career. There's, I mean, fuck, there's hundreds of people here that do that and they're amazing. We wouldn't be here without them. There's no moral, like, people who are entrepreneurs are not better than people who are entrepreneurs. Mm. Like, culture somehow created this, like, this fucking standard, like, entrepreneurs are awesome and everybody else who's an employee is a fucking idiot. Not true at all. It's a totally different skill set. Mm. Like to be an entrepreneur, bro, you have to be able to fucking just take abuse nonstop. That is it. Like if you could take abuse nonstop, if you could get kicked in the balls every motherfucking day and still show up and laugh and smile and, and, and accomplish your fucking tasks, you might be built for entrepreneurship. That's the truth. Okay, I'm built for it. I don't fucking quit, bro. Like you guys can come hit me in the hammer on a fucking dick every motherfucking day and I can still show up here 30 minutes later. True or not true? Absolutely true. Okay. <laughs> I fucking came here. After, where'd I come after I got my fucking shoulder surgery? Here. And we get to do the fucking workout. <laughs> All right. So I, I told you you should have went home. <laughs> well, you know, the point is, is I ain't full of shit. Yeah. And I'm letting you guys know there's not, not everybody's cut out for that because, bro, you give up a lot for that. Oh. You give up a lot for that. Okay. 
Being a great entrepreneur is awesome, dude. You get to show up to work. You get to fucking contribute. You get to, you get, you're, you still get some free time. You get some life. It's not like that for entrepreneurs. It's fucking, it is your life. Mm. And like, dude, this, this is why I get so upset for the, the balance folks. Like balance for an entrepreneur is I put in 15 years and then I get a little bit of life back. Balance for an entrepreneur is more on a daily, weekly basis. Okay, so it's this, it's a lifestyle change or choice that you want to make. Mm. There's no there's no there's no moral superiority to anybody who's an entrepreneur over a fucking worker. Yeah, like we're all fucking the same. We're all just cut out for different shit. Yeah. Now, do certain people get paid more because the skill set is more rare? Yes, that's the way the world works, bro. It's nature. LeBron James makes way more money because he's fucking way better than anybody else, and it doesn't really matter what you think of him. I'm not a huge LeBron James fan because right. I think he talks a lot of stuff that he doesn't really know about. However, you cannot deny his skill set. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. So he wins because he's fucking great. And like we've in society, we've lost this, this, this idea and this mentality because, you know, it's been weeded out. You know, people still holding on to this fucking, uh, they're still pressuring this, uh, this, you know, eat rich people are evil shit. Like, do you motherfuckers not understand that social media changed the game of entrepreneurship? For 70 fucking years, bro, mass media was the only way to go. Print, radio, television. If you didn't have the money to do that, that you, you didn't do it. Like, you were just on word of mouth exclusively, and it took a long time. When you, these big giant companies, Coca-Cola, these not specifically them, I'm using them as an example. These sure. iconic brands that have been able to, a- to advertise on mainstream media for 70 years. There was no accountability, okay? Which means they could flat out fucking lie, all right? And it would take years for the customers to figure it the fuck out, which means there was no accountability. So they got super rich. And for generations, people caught on and they taught their kids, hey, see that rich guy? He fucked everybody to get rich. Right. But that's not how the game fucking works anymore. There's too much accountability. Instant accountability. Bro. Fuck, man. You fuck up one customer and out of fucking 10 million Mm -hmm. and they're fucking blasting you on the Internet. There's no great. This goes back to the cancel culture shit in the beginning. You know, like to be good and successful in business, you have to be so much better and so much more what you claim to be now than you ever had to be ever because of the automatic transparency that we have with technology, which I believe is a great thing. I believe that people are just abusing the fuck out of it a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because like, dude, to win in business now, you have to do what you say you're going to do. You have to be the real deal. You have to help people. You have to solve their problem. You have to give them a product of quality. Otherwise word gets out immediately and they don't accumulate business. So what you have is a culture that looks at entrepreneurship's Now, and they're still looking at people who are successful, who have built their success in today's era and saying, oh, yeah, they fucked everybody. You're an idiot. They can't fuck everybody. If they fucked everybody, they'd be fucking broke. Holy shit, dude. Being successful at this point in the game is more of a a fucking badge that you're doing the right shit than it isn't. It's flipped. And because parents for so long and culture for so long is telling their kids, you know, dudes come home and they're like, you know, they're making fucking, they're, they're struggling, you know, they're not having a good day. They see the fucking guy driving down the street or living in a big house. Fuck that guy, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And you teach your kids all these lies about money and that handicaps them for their whole life. The only way to win now, the only way to win in business is by doing the fucking shit right. By having a high quality product, by taking care of your customers, by doing the right thing. Are people in your organization going to fuck it up sometimes? Yeah. Are you going to fuck it up sometimes? Yeah. You know what you do? You fucking fix it and keep fucking moving and you work to be better. But dude, the point is, is there's a cultural realignment that needs to take place when it re- in regarding to how people view success and stop. Bro, I talked about this fucking eight years ago on MFCEO. Like it's the reality, dude. Yeah. How the fuck, how the fuck can a company like, bro, you know, t- I don't even know of a company to use, but like, let's just say a, a fucking new, new shoe company comes out. Mm-hmm. Everybody right now is looking to put Nike away uh, for, for a lot of different reasons. Okay. Um, 
But Nike's still winning. You know why Nike's still winning? You know why? Because they make the best product. Oh, yeah. They make the best fucking shoe, and everybody fucking knows it, and they like it. Okay? So let's be real. When you make a great product, you're going to fucking win. All right? But let's just say, because there's 50 other fucking tennis shoes companies that are small, that are starting out, which are all cool, by the way. No. And I'm not going to name any names. Because I don't really culturally support Nike either. But I wear their shoes right now because my fucking, I'm on my feet all fucking day. Okay? Now, I've tried a couple brands of these shoes that everybody's talking about. The shoes were not as good. Hmm. I didn't buy them again. See what I'm saying? Right. Right. They didn't solve your problem. Capitalism yeah. fucking works, dude. It works ethically, too. We're having the more transparency we have, the more ethical it has to be. Mm. And what we're seeing on a big scale right now is actually really great because so much transparency has come through that people have to take care of their employees. They have to do a good job. They have to do all these things. They have to make a quality product. Like it's so hard to win when everybody can watch every motherfucking thing that you say that the only motherfuckers that win say and do, by the way, the only motherfuckers that win are the ones that are the real deal. It's the truth. It's the way it is, man. So, you know, I don't know. What was that? What was that? One question? No, that was question two. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Well, my point is, is you need to stop looking at people that are doing well and, and, and try to criticize and tear them down. Instead, look at what the fuck they're doing right and start copying their shit. Holy shit, man. Solve fucking problems. Be cool to people. Treat people right. When you fuck up, fix it. Keep moving. It ain't that hard. And, and you motherfuckers out there in the real world, you should be having some grace for these smaller companies that fuck up sometimes. Stop trying to ruin them because, they're, because you're in a bad fucking mood. Fucking idiots. We can't, even, we, we can't ever get ahead if we're always tearing each other down. Holy shit, man. Like, if I have to say that one more fucking time on this podcast, I'm going to fucking quit the podcast. Like, it's so annoying, dude. Do you not remember me in 2020 telling you guys, like, hey, what's happening here is going to make it impossible for you to succeed like I've succeeded? Do you not remember me saying that literally 100 fucking times? And here we are, two days ago, they pass a fucking tax that's going to fucking cripple people. And all the idiots that don't know shit about business are cheering it on. Yeah, the rich pay their share. Bro, you, all your friends, all their friends are all going to lose their jobs. So keep clapping, you fucking idiots. Maybe you should let running the businesses left to people who've actually ran businesses. Maybe we should elect people to make laws about businesses that actually know about business. Mm -hmm. I'm really fucking concerned about that whole situation no, it's, because it's going to close more businesses than fucking COVID ever did. It's going to close the, 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 one, the only ones that are left. <laughs> Bullshit. So now all you motherfuckers that don't like my political opinions and you message in and you say, oh, you should just stick to entrepreneurship, personal development, stay in your lane, blah, blah, blah. This is my motherfucking lane. Because without freedom, we don't have fucking business for the last fucking time. <clears throat> Guys, our third and final question, Andy, question number three. What would you say is the most important thing to remember when setting a new goal? Oh, man. It's kind of a loaded question. Um, most people have no comprehension of what it is they can actually accomplish, whether that be their parents' fault or what they were taught in school or what they were taught from society. All of society, in my opinion, being where I'm at now, and I can see very clearly, is taught to keep us very mediocre and very docile and very broke. And so when I think of like setting goals, I see it from a different perspective than what most people see. I actually know what people are capable of because I've seen it, bro. Not just in myself. Like I'm a fucking idiot. Okay. Like I get this like treatment from people sometimes that they think I'm some sort of superhuman. I'm a fucking idiot, bro. If I can do shit, you can do shit. I promise you. Okay? So that's the first thing I know. The second thing I know is I've seen literally tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people from this show and our project with Arte and through, uh, you know, millions of people through First Form change their fucking lives completely. 
So I, I, so from my perspective, bro, I believe that most of the time, and this is why I'm intense about and passionate about winning and getting you to fucking like this dude who I told him to get off the fucking bench. Yeah. Because I know what you're capable of, dude, and you're not even scratching it at all. So like when I, when I look at goals for other people, I understand why people say, oh, set so- small obtainable goals. Because smart most, goals. Yes, yeah. because most people have a hard time accepting the disappointment. Mm. But what you don't realize is that by setting small goals, people inherently understand that small, only small actions need to be taken. So they take small actions. Small actions always produce small results. And small results usually are smaller than the goal you set. So for you to actually be where it is you want to be, you have to take the opposite approach and you have to set goals that are so fucking big that, and you've all heard the saying, shoot for the moon and you'll still land among the stars. Yeah. There's that reason that's a saying is because it's fucking true. And most people don't think big enough because they've never believed in themselves enough to actually accomplish things. This is why people attack fucking live hard and 75 hard. Motherfucker, the whole, this ain't for everybody. It's for people that want to be fucking great and fix this bullshit once and for all. Once you figure out what you, you're capable of, your life starts moving pretty fucking fast. So my advice on goals is always to set massive goals. But for most of you, you have to learn some belief in yourself to start. That's why I put out the Live Hard program for fucking free. Okay, you can go listen to it. It's episode 208. Uh, it'll explain every motherfucking thing that you want, that you need to do to build confidence, to build self-esteem, to build grit, fortitude, mental toughness. These skills, endurance, uh, perseverance, these are skills that we must learn to accomplish any goal. And the reason that we don't ever accomplish even the small goals is because we lack those, those qualities. So the first step to accomplishing a goal is to develop the skills needed to accomplish the goal. And those skills I just mentioned are all needed to accomplish a small or a big goal. But if you have the skills, why would you stop at a small goal? Right. So my advice to anybody is to pick out exactly where the fuck you want to be in life and amplify it. Make it bigger. Okay. Make your, make it bigger than what you Take your ultimate dream, the shit that even sounds stupid to you, okay, and make your goals that big. And wherever the fuck you end up is likely to be a little bit less than that if you commit truly to it, because that's the way the world works. It's diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. But you, where you end up is so much further than you would have ever been setting these little tiny goals. And a lot of people like to take the soft approach, and they like to take the you know, the empathetic approach or the self-love approach. Bro, real self-love is not, you know, being, uh, having lesser expectations of yourself. Real self-love is developing the skills you need to accomplish the shit that you truly will be proud of at the end of your days. That's what real self-love is, you know? And that's why I don't get along with a lot of these motherfuckers out there like that preach this shit and notice that none of them had actually ever accomplished anything. None of them. Their voices, their talking heads. They maybe maybe they wrote a book, but what have they accomplished? How many lives have they changed? Where's people lining up at their shit saying, "Bro, you changed my whole fucking life"? Because everywhere I go, I get that. Mm-hmm. How many times we get that at the fucking fair the other night? About ten times, yeah, at least minimum. In, what, in a fucking <laughs> in an hour, yeah. <laughs> so, like, guys, and I don't say I have to brag. I'm very grateful for those oh, things. Yeah. But my point is, is that if you truly want to change. If you really want to transform your life, if you want to become someone that, you know, is unrecognizable from who the fuck you are. And by the way, I've been there. I've been that guy who was 200 fucking or 350 fucking pounds, bro. And, 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 and I owned a supplement company, a good one. You know how embarrassing that was for me to go to any event, dude? Like I knew I was fucking fat. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But instead I set the goal to be like, bro. I set a goal I, to be, this is the only goal I've really never accomplished, to be on the cover of Muscle and Fitness. Did I hit the goal? No, I wasn't on the cover, but fuck, dude, I look pretty good. My shirt off. Could have been. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Should have like, been, maybe. <laughs> my life is much better now. Yeah. And so, dude, we have to start understanding how the actual pursuit and accomplishment process works. This idea of little bitty goals that they tell you, oh, they have studies on this. Well, fuck, let's be real, bro. Do you really believe in any of the studies they put out after what we've just been through for the last two or three years? Because I don't. I believe in real world 
uh, anecdotal evidence. And all I can do is tell you what's worked in my fucking legitimate two eyes and my experience as a human being here. Every single successful person I know that's legitimately, truly successful, like they built undeniably very successful shit. Real shit. They, right. Yes, they all agree with what I'm saying here. So we cannot listen to these fucking people at, at your school, at your college, who are saying, it's proven science that a small attainable goal produces blah, blah, blah. Fuck your science, bro. Where's your results? Because I, I listen to motherfuckers that actually live it. So you, you can take your academic shit and you can shove it up your motherfucking ass. For real. It's real shit. Because in the real world, it's different. And those things like fortitude, grit, perseverance, uh, you know, mental toughness, all these things, these are skills. Have you ever heard, bro, real talk. Have any of you ever been taught that those were skills? No. Or were you taught that that was just shit people had or no. they didn't have? No. Was it the first or the second? The second. Uh, people are uh, usually born with it. Yeah. And that's not true. It's not true. You develop the shit. You earn the shit. Just like any other fucking skill. Like if you want to become a skilled welder, like my friend Jesse James, uh, you're going to put in hours into your skill set. You want to become a skilled drawer or painter, you're going to put in hours. Now, do certain people have natural propensity to be artistic? Sure. But you could take someone and teach them how to draw. Like there's classes for it. You, you get yeah. what I'm saying? Fuck yeah. Dude, you, you've been lied to, guys. You've been lied to about a lot of shit. So you should really think about what I'm saying here. This is coming from someone who fucking is just like you, bro. I am just like you. I have no fucking, there is nothing special about me. If you could go back in my life and you, and you could like see it as a movie, you would realize, bro, I, there's nothing about me that you, that you, that every single motherfucker listening to this show doesn't have. I'm telling you that because I am borderline. I've, I've, I've been, I've had a lot of experiences. And I learned my, I, I, I go, I've done a lot of shit. I failed a lot of times and I have a good memory. I'm able to adapt and, and, and uh, move forward quickly. That's the, that's it. If you can learn your lessons when you make mistakes and you can move forward and you don't quit, bro, there's nothing you can't achieve. It's really, it's really that simple, but you're going to get there much faster. If you take the, the time to invest in developing those skills I mentioned uh, and then setting massive goals because, because massive goals, just like small goals, to, uh, you know, people naturally take small actions, massive goals. You have to take massive action and you got to do it for longer, which automatically produces a bigger result. Guys, Andy, that's three. Yeah. Go pay that fee. Yeah. Pay the fee, guys. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Talk to you next time. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, dust a no, headshot, case closed